How's it going, gang? Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive into those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie failure that either our, we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek into each nook and cranny for each bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracle that they are. My name is Aaron Salinas, and that was a big spiel just to tell you that we're doing things a little bit differently. So if this is your first time coming into Shame Watch, welcome. Secondly, Things are about to be a little confusing if you're not familiar with the first part of our podcast, Potpourri. Now, what we mean by that is we're a group of four movie watchers and comedians, musicians, what have you, all around great people. We tossed around some flicks for the other to watch while the other two co-hosts try and guess that film. So, first up, we have Kenny talking about his movie while the others guess. Then we have Aaron talking about his movie while the others guess. James and Olivia are going to be chiming in as well. So, if you want to get caught up, go and start back at last week's episode. If you want to dive in just because you're feeling bold and adventurous, welcome. So, let's go ahead and get started right now. Kenny, I think you should go next. Sure. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, if, if the court will permit me, I'm going to read a very truncated, vague version of the review. Permitted. Uh, Granted. Uh, Granted. Here we go. Uh, yeah, here we go. I'm just going to go do it. Uh, by the 20-minute mark of Ken Quapis's interminable blank, I realized I wasn't that into the movie or anything about it. It's messy, not in any interesting way. Cliche-ridden, predictable, filled with characters so inane that you marvel they made it to adulthood. And dull, 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 I didn't expect much. What you get for the investment of a whopping 129 minutes of your time are several clumsily interconnected stories following the trial and tribulations of an oversized cast of characters who comport themselves with such calculated stupidity that it's hard to care about them. Jesus. And of course, <laughs> everyone lives in apartments that look like they could be featured in the pages of Architectural Digest. Where does all this money come from? Ken Quapis's direction, License to Wed, The Office, of all of this amounts to blundering and screens of a TV film mindset. There is no single moment that is more than utilitarian, and often it's a good deal less than that. All in all, this is a worthy companion piece to last year's Sex of the City and the Women, with everything that statement implies. I've heard it said that uh, this movie is a good first date movie, and there may be some truth to that. I know if I were on a first date and heard my companion laugh or ooh and ah at the amassed on-screen insipid antics, I'd think twice before initiating a second date. Well, I thought it was Sex in the City, but then you said that, so I assume it's not that. Sure. But my other guess is, okay, I have two. I can't decide between. It's either Love Actually or Valentine's Day. Oh, great guesses. But not correct, huh? I didn't say that. Aaron, go ahead and make your guesses. This was my pick for Kenny, by the way. Yeah. Stuart Little. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say Sex in the City as well, but... Um... Right. I, w uh, I will say, James, you're in a very similar vein. I don't think that this movie actually exists this movie came out and then we all just kind of forgot about it except for olivia uh, uh, and, uh breakup 
past and future uh, podcast guest, Amanda Smith. 27 dresses? Not quite. No, yeah. that only has a few characters. This, this, because it, it, it talks about the ensemble. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's got a huge, uh, I'm surprised y'all haven't gotten this yet. I yeah. thought that y'all were going to get this quick. With big A-list stars. Big. That's what made me think of Love Actually or Valentine's Day. Sure. No, but you're, 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 you're very close. Last holiday. It's, one of, it's not last holiday. Uh, it's one of those. It's uh. Is is it on the? Is it on the same vein as a Nancy Myers film? Somewhat. Nancy Myers movies are better. Nancy, what? Is it? I. I. Uh, oh my god! Five hundred like, days of summer. I no. stumped them both. <laughs> I I love five hundred days of summer, which actually makes me. After watching When Harry Met Sally, made me appreciate it more. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Uh, New Year's Eve. Let me let me give you some actors then. Okay. Uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Aniston, Justin Long, uh, Ben Affleck. Oh shit! Drew Barrymore. Oh, oh Aaron does not like him. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Goodwin, uh, or Kevin Connolly. What uh, is this movie? Oh my gosh, James! I thought you of all people were seeing this. <laughs> I feel like I should know, but I like I. I you I'm are like, you are so you are so close. Like you have been yeah. saying films in the same vein. You're outrageously <laughs> close by saying Valentine's Day. I know, but that's the only one of those movies I can remember. <laughs> Because, like, I know there's another one, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, uh, if, if there's a guy uh, that is giving vague signals to a girl, uh, and the girl is just like, well, maybe they really like me, that uh, their friends might just say... She's not that into you? No. Switch the gender and you got it. He's just not that into you? Hey! Oh! Yes! That is a movie that exists. Oh my gosh. James, I I thought you were seeing it. I completely forgot about that movie. But I will watch it now. Yeah, I'm I'm in the pocket for rom-coms. I am in the pocket for Um, rom-coms. It's it's very easy for me to like rom-coms, I think. And I think that this movie, uh, it's, it's, it's big. Uh, it it needs twenty or thirty minutes shaved off of it. I agree. How long is um, it? One hundred and twenty-nine minutes. Yeah, it's two Jeez. hours and nine minutes. Oof, oof. Yeah. Uh, and oof. If, uh, if if the interconnecting story, I'll just give my thirty bucks. I was not really a fan <laughs> of this movie. Oh shoot! <laughs> You're not dunking on it yet. I'm not. Uh, and there are. Uh, Unlike some things that I dunk on, this movie actually has some good parts. Um, I just think that on the whole, it's it's quite dull. Um, like I think I I love Ben Affleck in this movie. I genuinely love him. Um, he is. Th- there's a moment where because his his st- he's barely in the movie. Uh, but his plot line is that he doesn't want to get married to Jennifer Aniston because he just doesn't believe in marriage as a as an institution, and Jennifer Aniston really wants to get married. Um, 
that's that's it. That's their conflict. Uh, Aniston eventually just leaves your cards out on the table. He's like, I don't, I can't give this to you. Um, but it's because uh, I guess her sisters and her friends have just kind of convinced her that he's not in it. He's not in the relationship. He just doesn't. He wants to be able to play around, and he's the exception. He's actually just doesn't believe in marriage. Uh, but he changes his tune and there's this marvelous scene where uh, she checks the pockets of some old pants that he has, pulls out a ring, and then the camera turns around and he's just immediately behind her, just down on one knee. And it's it's marvelous. Uh, I, I, I love Ben Affleck whenever he's working. Uh, I also think that this movie should have been just about Justin Long and Jennifer Goodwin's characters. Uh, Agreed. Jennifer Goodwin. Agreed. And I met both of them. I met oh, both of them. Yes. So, uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead and continue, and then I'll and then I'll and I'll share. Go. You go first. Sure. Jennifer Goodwin plays a character named Gigi, uh, who is just kind of a very naive woman who's looking into all the signs as opposed to what a man is actually saying. And Justin Long is a straight shooter of going. No, if a guy wants to date you, then they'll make it happen, and they have. I, I just, I really like Justin Long and everything that he does, yeah. uh, because they don't do rom coms anymore. I don't think that a career exists where he was a rom com lead, uh, but he would have been really great. He's he's attractive, but not too terribly attractive. Uh, he's outrageously charismatic, um, and this he elevates the material. He's here, and Jennifer Goodwin is always fun. Uh, Something Borrowed is a movie that I remember. <laughs> um, that's in that's in my iTunes collection, and I, I reviewed it. Uh, in my past life as a professional DVD reviewer for a very brief time. Um, she was good in that. And their, their relationship works. But then there's weird, weird, distasteful plot line uh, between Bradley Cooper and Scarlett Johansson. Or Scarlett Johansson genuinely just trying to seduce Bradley Cooper because uh, you can meet your soulmate and they might be married, and it's it's just gross. No, it's it's no. really I hate I hate that storyline so much, and it's before like they were already getting big in terms of their fame, but this is before their bigger roles. I would say, yeah, right. Uh, all of the women in this movie are depicted as shrews, and it's not great. Um, they are all behaving so absentmindedly. Um, it's it's uncomfortable. Uh, but there are there are genuinely lovely parts uh, about this movie. Um, like yeah. what you described when Ben Affleck proposes. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, your husband, Luis yeah. Guzman, is in this movie? Yes! Uh, unfortunately, being very underutilized. I've, I've met him, too. Uh, <laughs> he just plays a construction foreman, which is awful. He should be one of the guys that uh, is learning about love, too. Because yeah. Luis is great. Luis is better than the roles that he gets, usually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Guzman, come on the podcast. Please. Exactly. Please. Please. We'll talk about anything but community. Remember when I interviewed you in LA for that junket? 
<laughs> you were really nice. Oh, well, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and explain what I liked about this movie. Why I picked it for Kenny. I picked this movie because I knew that Kenny liked rom coms, and I wanted to kind of go with a movie. I don't know if it was the first one, but it set off a series of films where the ensemble cast, like the movie, is is divided into all of these separate stories, but they're all interwoven in some way. And I thought that would be kind of cool to talk about. I saw this movie in theaters. I think I was a junior in high school when this movie came out. This, this movie is actually based off of a self-improvement book of the same name. It was on the Oprah Winfrey book list. And the book is actually kind of more like, like I said, it's a self-improvement, self-help book. So it's not, none of the characters are mentioned in that book. They wrote a screenplay based on what those experts, those romantic experts talked about. So I, there, I think that there's storylines here that age really well, and there's some that do not. My favorite storyline is Gigi and... Uh, Alex, Alex. Yeah, that's uh, that's Jennifer Goodwin and Justin Long. I met both of them at different times. They're awesome. That's so great. And the the Gigi is pretty much the narrator of the whole film, but she talks about you know she's she's kind of that girl like really cute, but she you know reads too much into what a guy's actions might be, so she assumes that they like them, which is a little it's not not a great not a great quality to have but i've been there and it's yeah, it's it's, it's rom-com logic yes it's rom-com logic it's actually kind of funny because within my girlfriends they like the alex and Gigi storyline the best because i think we as women relate to that the best there are some other ones like aaron's favorite drew barrymore is in <clears throat> a vignette but she is in a relationship where she's never met the person so then she finds out, though, that he's involved with somebody else via MySpace. Uh, no, no, no. They communicate via MySpace, but then she finds out that he's seeing somebody else because when she's checking her voice messages, he leaves, like, this lovey-dovey voicemail, and then he <laughs> leaves another message singing the same song but with another woman's name in it. Oof. And so you just see all these different storylines, and I don't know. I just – it's one of those films that will play on E!, like on a random Friday yeah. night and definitely you know, this is kind of one that you, you know, you get the ice cream, you get a bottle of wine, maybe a heating pad, you cry it out <laughs> uh, or you just, you, you're with your girlfriends and you, and you talk about it. But yeah, there are some things that don't age well. I think there's some toxic traits in yeah. here, but, but it's still, there's, there are some sweet elements. So I picked yeah. it for Kenny because I figured he would kind of get a similar opinion. Yeah, I'm in the pocket for this movie. Uh, I'm a staunch defender of Love Actually, Problematic Elements and All. Uh, I, I love that movie. Uh, and I'm just not, not particularly a fan of this movie. I don't see myself going back to it. But it's, it's pleasant. It's a pleasant watch. Uh, it's definitely a movie, and I, I mean this in a good way, that you can just kind of tune out a little bit scroll through your phone, get some tasks done around the house, come back to it, and you're like, oh, I know exactly where these characters are. And I know exactly, what's going <laughs> exactly. On. yes. Which is, that, and that's, that's the comfort of some of these movies, and that's how, we, that's how we digest movies. I don't mean that in a slight 
at all. It's, it's very pleasant. Uh, Aaron talking about Nancy Myers, where I think Nancy Myers is a little bit more uh, idiosyncratic sometimes about the decisions that she makes in those movies. This movie plays it very uh, safe for the most part. Um, also, Bradley Cooper is really creepy in this movie. Yes, this is before he becomes the Oscar nominee. The Oscar uh, nominee. There's a genuinely disturbing part of the movie where he says namaste and his face is just downturned. And I'm like, this is, this is unsettling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like him in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's not great. Uh, anyways, uh, oh, and final part, the score was done by Cliff Eidelman, which means nothing oh. to you, uh, but the score, he is the uh, composer of the music of my favorite movie of all time, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Oh, of course. Uh, that score is a banger, it bangs, it, ho- it bops, it slaps. The Rotten Tomatoes came. Uh the Rotten Tomatoes scheme is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system that sends a percentage for how many people might think of the movie today. Rotten, this is not a score that a film is X percent good. This is only a score of how many people liked it. Out of 165 critical reviews, starting with Mr. Aaron Omar Salinas, what do you think the critical approval rating is of? He's just not that into you. 64? Sixty-four percent, Mister Fight. Seventy-two. Seventy-two percent. Playing it safe. Playing it safe. Olivia, you're gonna take it all home right now, girl. Okay, I'm gonna say forty-nine percent. I don't think critics really enjoyed this movie. Real quick, before we dig too far away from it, uh, Idleman also did Before Sunset. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I was like, ah, I remember Cliff. He did something else. He did before sunset. Wow. Not, yeah, uh, so, I was just looking looking at his thing, his uh, filmography. Yeah, he did before sunset, uh, as well as the Lizzie McGuire movie. Uh, <laughs> yes, the real, the real amazing movie. <laughs> Cliff Eidelman is responsible for the scores of two of my top three movies. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Olivia, it turns out that your tactic is uh, well appreciated. The correct score is 41%. Oh. Olivia, you are closest without going under. <laughs> wow. So Ooh. as the winner, I think that there's only no. one person that I think <laughs> to donate $30 yeah. to charity. No. This is- and it rhymes, it rhymes with Baron. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Molinas. <laughs> <laughs> Molinas. I like that. <laughs> but no. No. <laughs> I love the games we play. Uh, speaking of the games we play, uh, we, we only have but one more potpourri. Yes. Aaron. Aaron. What, uh, what, move, what, what happened to your movie? I, I gave Aaron this movie. <laughs> oh my god. So, this movie... Um, follows a group of friends. Uh-huh. It's friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess. Close. You're very close. Oh, damn. Who's, uh, who's kind of head honcho of the group uh, is coming off of a, a marriage that only lasted nine days. 
Um, they... Is this Kim Kardashian's marriage to Chris Humphreys? Close. Zing. <laughs> um, they uh, come together. They're working on a film because they're in Hollywood. Um, they... <laughs> It's, there's a movie within the movie. There's so many stars. You are not going to believe it. So many stars. Um, there is uh, there's a, a baby is born. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, infidelity. There's uh, there's a masturbation scene that goes <laughs> worldwide and it's it's a viral moment. Um, there's uh, some sweet moments and touching moments. Um, a lot of times you're like, hey, I know that person uh, in the film. Um, it's uh, this film that's inside of the movie. Um, is It's the best film anybody's ever seen. Uh, there's potential for Oscar wins and... And there's a win at an at an award ceremony at the end. Mm-hmm. 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 What is this movie? <laughs> this is like I'm like, have I seen this? So I'm definitely I'm going between I, I, the holiday or long shot, but it can't be long shot. Um, I Aaron, feel like I don't I'm not it's... giving enough, but I feel like I will, I'm giving a lot. I'll, I'll clue in with this hot clue. Okay, it is based off an HBO show yeah that's like the biggest clue oh is it sex in the city nope mm-hmm. no same time period entourage yes yep. oh, oh, movie. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh you own all wow. the, i forgot you own all the episodes i we, own the entire series of entourage we've talked I about Two Kevin Connolly movies. Two Kevin today. Connolly movies. <laughs> Kevin Connolly, come on the pod. Please. He's uh he's busy directing Gotti. Yeah. Um uh, I but... don't know if you guys know this. There are five boroughs. <laughs> um so this was uh James's recommendation for me. I have never seen a second of Entourage at all. So I <laughs> <laughs> James sent me this a while ago. I think when we, when we first set this up, I just got a random message from James. No context. That just said Entourage movie. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's because it was after one of our meetings where we were discussing this. It was like, like two months ago. And we were all like, oh, be sure to think of a movie. And I immediately was like, Oh, I know I can make Aaron watch that. He didn't do need you, to think. Do you genuinely like Entourage? It's very, it's yes. his very on brand. For I, I, so I'll explain why I chose this movie and why I like Entourage. So, uh, before I moved to Austin, uh, my dad and I, Texas, Texas, yeah, uh, my dad <laughs> and I would always watch TV shows together, and one of them was Entourage, and. Uh, that was his way of being like, hey, I support you going into the film industry. <laughs> trying <laughs> to, like, that was him trying to understand the world I'm trying to go in. And we still have conversations to this day where he references that show to try and understand something I'm doing. Uh, so the reason I picked the movie is because this movie came out about two weeks before I moved to Texas. 
Oh, so wow. This was, wow. This was the last movie me and my dad watched together before I said, Holy shit. <laughs> so oh, wow. It was this really special moment me and my dad shared with this movie. So, Aaron, um, what do you think of it? <laughs> no pressure at all. Um, it just defines me and my dad's relationship. <laughs> so, what I, what I was concerned with, it was like, like I said, I've never seen a second of this film because I think it came out, the, the series, sorry. It came out, what, 2004 to 2011? I Something think was like what that. I read. Yeah. Yeah. So, it had a long run, uh, but I hadn't seen any seasons. of it. Jeez. Entourage. I have them. <laughs> or maybe it's five. I, I have them all. Don't oh, I it's eight seasons. Uh, okay, I know yeah. because uh, I reviewed the DVD box set of this whenever I reviewed uh, DVDs for Chud.com. I, I uh, have them. So oh, man. I, too, have also watched every episode of On. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice. I have not. Um, I I almost did so I could impress this guy that I liked who I knew liked Entourage. Ew, <laughs> break up with him. <laughs> oh, no, he was trash. I, like, yeah, it's fine. Maybe if you, if you subscribe to the $25 level, I will go into that brief relationship. <sighs> what I learned in therapy. Uh, so, that's the title of the book. I, <laughs> I, I remember liking the first several seasons, but that's because uh, at the beginning, it seemed like Vincent Chase could actually lose yeah. And then at some point they're like, "Oh, no. He's the best actor." Period. Yeah, he's you no, know, he's just the best. Yeah. And and this is loosely based off Mark Wahlberg, is it not? Yeah. Oh, it? Uh, Mark Wahlberg that. and his entourage appear in the pilot episode of Entourage. entourage yeah. yeah. And the entourages literally passed each other. Whoa. Uh, yeah. saying that out loud is hilarious. And the reason Turtle got the name Turtle is because of Mark Wahlberg's close friend. They called him a random animal name too. He was Donkey. Because <laughs> I think his name was, I looked it up, his name was like Donnie Carroll. And I think they're like, yeah, we'll just call you Donkey, which is, a very, I guess, just a random nickname that Northeastern's given. So they, his, his random animal name was Turtle. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm only suspecting that this movie is a bloated version of one episode. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but yeah, there's, I, I never thought I would see Pharrell, Mark Cuban, and Haley Joel Osment in the same movie. I love, <laughs> I love Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Until I watched Entourage. Also, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. I have strong suspicions that this movie was sponsored by Uber. Because oh no kidding, this was when this came out. Uber like had just started, and in the movie they constantly like, yeah, I'll get you an Uber. Hey, I'll call you an Uber. Hey, oh look at that, an Uber there. Ronda Rousey just called me. She said she's gonna send me an Uber X in ninety minutes. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, it was sponsored by Uber. Uh, <laughs> Haley Joel Podman, I like that one, Kenny. <laughs> uh, it's uh, did you guys start a chat honest. without me? No. I didn't get I'll, it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, uh, I hated this movie like <laughs> two-thirds of the way in. Okay. I was like, oh, God, man. Like, this is so, so <laughs> douchey. Yeah. And, and I'll admit. Um, and, oh, I'll admit. Uh, 
what's his name? Dylan. Uh, uh, Kevin Johnny Dylan, Drama. who plays Johnny Drama. Yeah. He's not Ethan Hawke. No, he's I, not. Uh, he's, no, he's, he's not. just a... He's a chubby-looking Ethan Hawke, is, is what he is, though. Um, but the ending, which was very dumb, um, because Listen, it's... you have no idea what that I means. I loved it. I loved it, though. Now, that's the point that I'm getting at. Oh, so, like, shit. Haley Joe Osment's father, Billy Bob Thornton, because why the hell not, no. um, is the one funding sense. the money. He lives in Amarillo, Texas. Billy Bob Thornton, that's good. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, if you know what I mean. Um, Sixth sense. Uh, uh, but uh, Billy Bob Thornton sends uh, Haley Joel Osment to look after the, you know, make sure his money's being put to good use. Um, and they they think the movie's okay, except for uh, drama. They don't like drama in the movie. They think he's an awful actor. They need to take yeah. him out. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they're sticking to the guns. like, no, no, we're going to have him in there. Um, and drama actually has a masturbation incident where, um, his, his nude goes viral and he's masturbating. And so he thinks it's ruined him. He, they think he's just a laughing stock. And then the ending scene, cause the whole time I'm like, where the hell is this going to like, when does this, how does it wrap together? The ending scene is he wins a golden globe and Mark Wahlberg hands him a golden globe for winning Best Supporting Actor in the movie that they were trying to create. And what does he say at the end? Victory! <laughs> because that's what, in the show, he, so, in the show, drama plays, um, well, okay, so he's like a has-been actor where uh, he was on a sci-fi show that everyone loved. Balsar, Gl- like, Balsar Galactica type stuff, or Stargate types-esque, and, like, that's what he's known for. And he constantly sticks to that, and his uh, phrase is "victory." So when oh. he says that at the end of the movie, it's very cathartic for those who have actually seen every episode with their dad and built oh, a wow. very special. See, but relationship. the thing is, I I didn't know that, but I really liked that part. Like because like I, I was like, how how do you how do you finish this movie? How do you, how do you yeah. round it off? Just, just give the the worst person in the film a Golden Globe, like. Yeah. And I was like, like I, I vote, I verbalized that's dumb. I liked it. Like, like it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but did the movie yeah. talk about how Johnny Drama played a cartoon monkey called Johnny Bananas? <laughs> yes, they did. They did. Which thank you for bringing that up because I thought that was so funny and cute. Um, <laughs> Johnny Bananas, it, and and the cartoon looked like him. Um, but it was a, uh, I I did not want to like it because like like I said, it's a it's kind of douchey the oh, the way that they they like live and everything like that. So I was like, ah, oh, it's not my it's not my thing. And then like when they finished it off and they're like being close like brothers together, like. That was it. Was nice. It, it was a nice little. And Jeremy Piven, I don't typically like those kind of characters, but he's kind of great. Oh yeah, no, yeah. he's phenomenal. He's pretty awesome in that movie. And like when he's just like yelling at his his calming, relaxing CDs in his car because his phone won't stop ringing. Like, and what was really cool too is uh, I think his name is Rex Lee. He plays the uh, 
the assistant. Lloyd. Kaylee's like Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. He's he's also in a show that Kaylee's been like obsessed with. It's uh, uh, he plays like a personal assistant in that in that show. I think it's got uh, two blonde girls. girls. No, blonde girl from Hannah Montana. Oh, Emily Osment. Yes, I, Emily Osment. It's got him in it. And so, like, I've been seeing him for, like, the past – Emily Podman – for, like, the past past two weeks because Kaylee's been watching it like crazy. Uh, what's the name of the show? Young it's and Hungry. Cooking show on free. Oh, wait. I've seen yeah. Young and Hungry. Who does he yeah, – wait. Who does he play? Leon. Uh, no, but who in on the Young and Hungry Oh, show? he plays Jeremy Piven's old assistant, and he wants Jeremy nice. Piven to give him away at his wedding. Because oh. Jeremy Piven is his only form of a father he's had, he said. Oh my gosh, Rex, I've seen... Wait, Rex I've seen Lee. Young I think it got lost in translation. Oh, yeah. No, so you said that this actor was in Young and Hungry. Who is his character in Young and Hungry? That's Leon? Yeah. Leon. 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 He's, the, to... he's the Asian uh, assistant. The assistant oh, is Asian. Oh, oh. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, it's been a while. I since think that's I've his name. It. Okay, yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to picture it in my head, like, who that was. So, it's a yeah, show. Uh, I, yeah, I think his name was Leon. It could be wrong. But, yeah, uh, Elliot. That's his name, Elliot. Elliot. Okay, Elliot. That's, there we go. That's recognizable. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I, all in all, I'm glad I watched it. It, it kind of hey. made me intrigued to watch the series, because all I watch is Sopranos. Um, but I, I think it was a fun movie. It was a cute movie. Uh, it's just kind of douchey, like, right there in the, the first half. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yikes. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this movie review is titled Entourage Review by Gary Murray. <laughs> the HBO series <laughs> finally hits the big screen by Gary Murray. The world of Entourage is a very male-centric world. The terrain is full of loose, beautiful women around every corner, all willing to be with less than average men. So many people are rich but have no means of support. One begins to wonder what anyone will be in in any place other than California of Entourage. It becomes the big adolescent fantasy like a Playboy spread mixed with a Beach Boy song. The d- film does deserve its R rating. There are tons of swear words and loads of naked ladies. This is not a production to take grandma or the grandkids to. In some moments, one wonders how it maintained the rating and did not get an NC-17. It must be close call by the MPAA. In the end, Entourage of the movie is just a bloated version of the television show. If you're a fan <laughs> of the television show, you'll likely be a fan of the movie. One might want to hang out with this crew once, but it wouldn't be a joy to do every day. <laughs> That's oh. unusually sympathetic. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> uh, and this was from bigfanboy.com. Oh, wow. Shout out to Big Fanboy. That's on my bookmarks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rotten Tomato Game. Anybody want to play? Bada boop boop bop. Hey. I would like to play. What is that wow. game, Aaron? So, the Rotten Tomato Game is a game based off the website Rotten Tomatoes a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage on how many people might think this movie is either fresh or rotten. 
This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It's only a score of how many people liked it. As you guys always know, I just knew that off the top of my head. So Yeah, Aaron has perfect memory. Yeah, so I roll. Um, out of 210 reviews, what is the critic score for, right, for Entourage? Oh, boy. Who's going first? Who yeah, are you picking, Aaron? Aaron? Uh, Olivia. Whoa. I'm going to say 56%. 56. 56%. Uh, Kenny. 31%. All right. And Jamesy Poo. Oh, that alters my score, Kenny. I was going to say 35. I'm going to play a little safer and say 47. Ooh. 47. I don't think people like this. I don't think critics like this movie. So, coming in at a rotten 33%, Kenny Madison, you are the closest. Wow. Wait, no. What did you say, Kenny? 31? I said 31. So he uh, went under. Yes, yeah, so mine doesn't count. Oh, wait, no. So James, 47. James, uh, fight one. He, he cheated. <laughs> yeah, he cheated. I was going to say 35, so I was still safe. This, but this, there this is, is his film. He, he looked. There is a chance for redemption, gang, with over 30,567 uh, audience scores. What is the audience review for Entourage the Movie, James? 85%. Oh, guy. 85. <laughs> Kenny. Thirty-nine percent. Thirty-nine. Kenny. Olivia. Sixty-two percent. Sixty-two. And with another fresh score of fifty-seven percent, Olivia, you are the Rotten Tomato winner. And as we all know, (laughs) as we all know, if you announced who uh, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game, that means you have to pay a total of thirty dollars. But that's you did that. that, That's you, Aaron. I will donate thirty (laughs) dollars. But yeah, that was Andrade. So I will say, James. Yep. Thank you for giving me an excuse to start this. I'll, I'll say. Are you going to watch the series now? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that just reminds me of my favorite, uh, my my favorite Arrested Development season four joke. I think I might have talked about this on the podcast already, but one of the bars they go to is and Jeremy Piven. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> in the credits of Entourage, all of the names of the actors are over buildings, and yep. and Jeremy Piven is one of the things. So they just go to the bar called and jeremy piven <laughs> in the credit oh, that's awesome. it's such a good joke uh, oh and uh, another thing i learned is uh the guy turtle he's actually one of the owners of fat cells deli in uh hollywood which is a pretty famous uh austin used to have one. Oh yeah it was on the drag yeah fat cells and they have like big old fat sandwiches and he's the guy who lost like 60 pounds so that's kind of that's kind of cool I still, but, uh, I still don't know what the drag is in Austin. Guadalupe. Oh, okay. Yeah. It starts right there at, uh, at the university. Yeah. It was called oh. the drag because drag racing used to happen there in the 50s. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for the history. 
You're welcome. And thank you guys for sharing movies and watching movies. Yes, yes. Aaron, thank you again for this <laughs> one-of-a-kind experience I had with my parents. I'm, I'm glad um, I could be a part of it. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm speechless. That's now, the true challenge is, can you do a podcast quote from each of the films? Oh, shit. Let me see. I, oh, no. I... Uh, I, for mine, it would be, um, uh, you can't fake a podcast. Yeah. Or women don't fake podcasts. Instead of orgasms. See, I'm clever. No one said that you weren't. Uh, not out loud. There was one that I really liked. Uh, like E.T., and the team needs someone to light the way. My podcast light needs your podcast light. We can all phone home together. <laughs> it was so dumb. <laughs> do you know how hard I have worked to avoid going to Texas? Do you know what they do to podcasts in Texas? <laughs> oh. Kenny, <laughs> uh, do you have one? I said no. All right, I just want to make sure. That's been our episode of Shame Watch. He's wait, just pod wait. not into you. Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> you said wait. Yeah, and then Olivia spoke. Oh, you all missed it. I said he's just pod <laughs> not, <laughs> not pod into you. Uh, that's been our episode of Shame Watch. Wait, James, wait. <laughs> I thought I'd avoid it if I got ahead of it, but no. What, Kenny? My cousin Paige is a podcast. <laughs> That's been our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rockin' theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Do you have suggestions, questions, comments, or general top four you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shame Watch Pod so we can talk with you. <laughs> now, God, Kenny. Uh, now we're, down, we're downhill right now. Here we I, go. I know. Let's pull it in. Uh, it's everyone's favorite part where I quiz you on the Patreon Shit. rewards. Uh, Kenny, what's the $10 level? Uh, you get all the uh, wonderful, lovely accoutrements that come uh, at the uh, underlying tiers, along with a monthly picture of one of our host's feet, along with a nice haiku written either by Aaron Salinas or James White, not Olivia Suarez or Kenny. Uh, Olivia, what happens at the $7 level? Why do you keep putting this one to me? I <laughs> this one is basically they get behind-the-scenes content. Yes. They every they oh okay, and they get everything at the five and two dollar levels. So they'll get they will get uh, my autographed headshot, which I'm working on, and they will also get all the movie marathon episodes and Shame Watch TV episodes. We're about halfway through the season of Bachelor Presents. Listen to your heart, so nice. you don't want to miss out on those. And yeah, they don't get Aaron's feet pick. No. Picks or the haikus. No. No. Uh, Aaron Weapons at the $5 level. Funny you should ask, James. Uh, they get all the yummy bits. Ever wonder what we talk about before the podcast? 
Well, no, you, now you don't have to wonder anymore, as well as getting everything from our $2 a month. And at $2 a month, as Olivia said, you get to listen to our movie marathons and our extra <laughs> show, Listen to Your Heart, that we are currently halfway through. So it's keen up, as I hear. <laughs> and the other cool thing we do is we say your name on this podcast. Um, so don't forget to, uh, you know, subscribe and give us money at patreon.com slash watch. But saying the names, Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. Mm-hmm. Bradley McPherson. Of Tulsa, okay. Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Herc. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of San Marcos, Texas. Tiffany Tipton. Of Austin, Texas. Marana Suarez. Of San Marcos, Texas. Becca Falange. Flange? Of Austin, Falange. Texas. Yeah. That's how you say it, right? I'm not. Yes. Falange? From Friends, yeah. yeah. Oh. And, and finally, Irene Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, until next time. Well, before I close this out, uh, this was an experimental episode. If you liked this, please tell us uh, either on our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Pod, or just shoot us one shoot us a <laughs> message um, because we want to try more things like this, and now is the time to try it. So please tell us if you like it. Uh, but until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. We really need to stop with the chat. No, no. <laughs> Never gonna stop. We can't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs>